0: Hi guys, Matt and Kira here, back for episode fourteen of Nightlock Podcast. We apologize for not having released our last episode last weekend, as which was originally scheduled. Kira has been sick for the past three weeks, so um, and we had both had exams, which we're currently in the middle of. So well, I'm almost done.
1: You're well,
0: i in the middle. Of. So, but we are back with an episode that includes analyzing chapters twenty-one and twenty-two. And the, this is the most news stories we've ever had. If you guys have been checking um, HungerGamesMovies.org and h and On Fire, ton of news stories have been posted, as well as a debut of a brand new segment. So, just to remind you guys, Squarespace is offering a free trial for our listeners. If you go to squarespace.com nightlock, there is a two-week trial for your own website. No experience necessary. Set by step step, by step, step by step, step by step for a professional look for your business blog or even a podcast. After your trial, if you would like to continue, you can use the code Nightlock Two. Okay, this changed. If you guys were watching, if you guys listened to last episodes, it was Nightlock Eleven. Now it's Nightlock Two. It
1: goes by the month.
0: So goes by the month. It's oh, okay.
1: Same for two months. So what you guys can do is um, just shoot us an email at nightlockpodcastgmail.com to receive the current code. So that, um, that way you will have 20% off your order, um, and, yeah.
0: Cool. All right, so, we are gonna go on. This is probably gonna be our longest segment today, so bear with us if Kira gets really boring and repetitive. I'm
1: not boring. Oh, uh, really? I do sound really horrible because I'm so sick, but
0: well, am I'm, here. Um, I'm before, a devoted fan. Before we get on to, um, your segment, just wanted to, if you guys were listening last episode, we had Diana and Mariah on which was probably the most distracting and
1: oh, so much unproductive, it took me like three, four hours unproductive
0: episode ever. But um, I think it was pretty fun, and I think our bloopers were pretty funny. So. <laughs> yes. um, they will be back soon, maybe, hopefully, <laughs> possibly. So, anyway, go ahead, Kira, take it away.
1: So, we have Panem Post, and this is our news brought to you by the Hungry Games fan site's HungerGamesMovie.org and HGGrowingFire.com where you can get up to the neat news coverage about the fandom, especially the film, which is how many months away now? Like, it's like they're baby at, baby. I think they're at like oh, two.
0: they're at, the, they're, at the, they're at the like 50 day mark. Oh, that's so exciting! Uh, oh, um, oh, you're gonna say it anyway. you going. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so relating that to the movie coming out, tickets for the movie of the year, according to Entertainment Weekly, goes on sale on Pandego. And never, never, yeah, was cool. <laughs>
0: that was a little nasally. Fandang fandango. We'll you don't
1: know, you know, like
0: those little uh, paper the puppets. bag. Yeah, the, the puppet. Puppets. Uh,
1: They're so cute. Okay. Um, uh, and that's on February twenty
0: second. Okay, we'll be don't beat us out guys, because we're gonna be the first ones to get those tickets. Mm-hmm. If you don't I'm gonna hunt you down if you get them before me. Then? February twenty second? Yeah,
1: I'm gonna check.
0: Um probably. I'll stay <laughs> home.
1: It's a Wednesday, so we'll be in school. I wonder if I'll go until, like,
0: midnight or just, like, something. I don't midnight. know, but, like, I
1: need to get them. We
0: need yeah, to get them. we will. All right,
1: cool. Yeah, we'll
0: skip class. I'll skip class, sure. Yeah. Keep going.
1: So, um, that's just kind of um a shout-out to you guys. Shout-out.
0: Shout-out.
1: A reminder? But they haven't
0: known that. Um, an update? No. <laughs> I don't know
1: what I'm saying. I think
0: it's
1: an update. Yeah. Right? Sure. Let's go with that. Okay. So this is an update, I guess, um... For you guys so that you will know to get your tickets then. Because, I don't know, are you expecting them to be sold out? Yes. Yes. I mean, it depends where your movie theater is.
0: Because they're making so much hype about the movie already, it'll make sense.
1: Yeah. So, definitely get your tickets February 22nd. Um, Very exciting. As you can tell by my monotone voice.
0: (laughs) Come on, put some life into it. Put some, like, capital life into it.
1: Capital life? Capital life. Exciting. Hyper so, energetic,
0: energetic, which you are completely not. I am hyper. No, in no. In general, but
1: not now. Not now.
0: Which we kind of need, but that's Okay, so, MTV... Uh,
1: did, what? <laughs> 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 did I, like, screw it up? I screw it
0: up? <laughs> you said MTV.
1: Okay. What
0: Do you want me to talk? No,
1: this is my segment.
0: All right, we'll go. All
1: okay. oh, these are my segments. Okay. So, MTV has released Interview Bits with Josh, Liam, and Jennifer. Jen. Jen, Jennifer, whatevs. (laughs) Whatevs. Do you think I'm talking weird? I feel like I'm talking weird today.
0: Mmm, you're sick. I know. But that's okay.
1: Okay. So, over Twitter, some people sent in questions, and so the stars answered them. So, uh, one of the questions that stood out the most to us um, was... From Love Across Time, and they asked, from the trailer alone, the fans already see the amazing chemistry be- between Katniss and Peter.
0: <laughs> Okay. Was
1: that an instant thing? So Josh answered, do you want to read this, since you're a guy, and you can quote him?
0: No. Yeah? Use your manual. voice. Okay. Man, I use, like, voice. a British
1: voice? Like a man's British
0: voice? Josh isn't British.
1: I know, but I kind of want to do a British voice.
0: Alright, do British, go.
1: Well, I'm sick. It won't work. Do you want
0: me to do it, then? <clears throat> uh,
1: yeah, okay, go for it
0: all right. this is Josh Hutchison <laughs> Josh, 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 Josh it, it Josh. really was Jennifer and I hit it off right away as did myself and Liam Jennifer and I are kind of from the same part of the country we had a similar upbringing the same kind of system, more or less she's just a very real person you don't meet many actresses that are super real and down to earth and genuine and are extremely talented on top of all of that So she kind, so she kind of has the whole thing going on and she's an awesome person. I really hit it off with her.
1: Very nice, Josh. Thank you for having me on the show. Love it. It's great to have you around. Um, so
0: I pre- I probably could imitate Josh's voice if yeah, I had some probably. like good practice.
1: If I'm going to die, I'll still be me.
0: Don't make fun of him.
1: I'm not making fun of him. That was a real attempt. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just so sick. It just doesn't work. Um, okay. So... What do we think about that? Let's not move on. Let,
0: let's talk about this. Remember, we had, like, people talking about, if there was going to, like, asking Josh if there was going to be an offset romance between him and Jen.
1: I was going to bring that up. Oh. Uh, reader.
0: Great mind. think like
1: Maybe. But
0: your mind isn't that great, so. Uh, I was, was going to
1: say <laughs> the opposite, so. I don't know.
0: Well, okay, do you think there's going to be an offset romance between I them? I
1: don't know. I think I him think and Vanessa really...
0: are pretty close.
1: Ooh, ooh, that'd be bad. That'd be bad. That'd be bad. Really bad. <laughs> bad. Um... I feel like the, this could happen. I mean, not... Yeah. I mean, they've
0: already kissed, so it's like, you're already at first base, so...
1: Yeah, and she's older. She's 21. He's...
0: 18, 18 I think.
1: 19? Yeah. Older woman. He's he's scoring. Um, do people say that he's scoring? At this
0: no. No.
1: Fail. So do you think that having them have a real romantic relationship outside of, you know, acting is going to affect their on-screen performance that, you know, Katniss is supposed to not really be in love with PETA. So do you think she's going to be able to kind of differentiate between her relationship with Josh and her relationship with PETA? No, it's
0: going to it's gonna be easier because...
1: Really?
0: Because you have to think it's going to be like... If they're dating Offset,
1: mm-hmm.
0: it's better for Jen's character... It's better for Jen acting as Katniss to keep portraying that lover romance okay. thing. Like, it's not like... As an actress she wouldn't be lying about it. But as a character she will be so it's like it'll help her. You think it'll her help eye.
1: yeah. Now do you think it's going to affect the trio effect that with her
0: um Galen?
1: Yeah, that if she doesn't if she doesn't have any feelings towards Liam that maybe it would be hard to portray her having feelings towards him. I mean, she seems like a really good actor and actress, actress whatever. Oh, okay, so what a comparison to another fandom, um, Twilight. So, we'll just touch on this really quick. Kristen has been with, um... Robert. Robert. Ooh, that's right. Robert Pattinson. <laughs> Obviously, I'm not a fan of Pilot. Um, yeah, Robert Pattinson.
0: I And
1: Hunter yeah. and... yeah. what? No. I can't hear you. If... <laughs> um, sorry. So, she's... Kristen has been with Robert and Taylor, like, different times. She different has? Points. I thought so.
0: I don't know. I thought...
1: I'm pretty sure. Oh. Whatever. I'm just trying to make a in that um, in the movies it didn't affect anything, so it shouldn't affect anything. I don't don't
0: know. We'll see. We'll see. That was... Really bad. Yeah. (laughs) We're just really awkward today. I don't know why.
1: Yeah. Okay. The Capital's Tumblr site, capitalcouture.pn. Couture.
0: Couture. Yeah, you're the one. Capitalcouture.pn.
1: Okay. Say it one more time.
0: CapitalCotier.pn dot PN.
1: Okay. Um, so that's it's kind of a new site that finally launched with a quick animated GIF, which is like uh, animated kind of clip not animated, um, uh moving clip video. Uh of Effie showing Katniss, Pita, and Hamish through the training center in the Hunger Games. And this is literally like two seconds long, which is like kind of quick flashing things. Um and so this is kind of a new um, thing. This is different from the Capital.pn. And this is more of district fashion and kind of appealing to a different audience rather than just the audience and other things that this is more appealing to girls rather than guys. Good mm-hmm. marketing? I think so. Mm-hmm. I know guys in the fandom are not really like this, that they're kind of turning it into a girly thing. But I don't know. I feel like they're. Reaching well, out no, to they have to, like, But they the
0: have to world. understand that the capital is fashion, and they wear obscene things. So it's kind of like if you know the book that well, you'll understand it.
1: Yeah, do you think that the capital like we're seeing all this kind of fashion portion coming out, um, you know, through the fandom and everything? Do you think that they're going to kind of overlap with stuff that Lady Gaga has done, Katy Perry? Kind well, I mean, that they're going to be like
0: they're going to put obscene like eccentric, obscene types of styles like. That we've never seen before because the capital is weird. You see the people with the crazy hairstyles and clothes. So they might get some inspiration from those people, but I don't. I think they have experienced designers enough to come up with their own things.
1: Now, Do you you feel like? Because I feel like Lady Gaga and like Katy Perry would like totally. I feel like they're right from the Capitol. They're like, you know what I mean? Like they could totally fit in there. Yeah. I don't know. Like it's it's cool to see kind of. It was hard for me to picture while reading the books what the capital kind of fashion and people would look like. Yeah. So I feel like that's a good example when you're reading books. We haven't, you know, we've seen what Effie looks like, but not much else. So it's hard to, you know, if we're just looking at one person versus, like, what everyone looks like. Yeah. So I think that's cool, like, to think about it that way.
0: job, Kira. (laughs) Look at your insight.
1: So one of the, um something that was brought up on the site was um, a bunch of different shoes. And they're kind of just um, showcasing different capital shoes, I suppose. And one of them was a boot. Oh, and it looked a like a hunting boot. So, this boot, when I saw it, I was like, oh, this must be what Katniss is going to wear in the arena or what she wear at home.
0: <clears throat> but, it, like, okay. I understand what you're saying. Where's the picture? Is this the, picture? Um, the boot looks like Looks too nice for her to wear at home.
1: Yeah. So, but like just looking at the picture without the caption underneath it at on the site, um, would you think that maybe that's something that her designers like Sina, created for the home Games, like for her?
0: No. For home no. no.
1: Why?
0: Sina would have done something completely abstract.
1: And no, but this is just practicality. She needs to be able to run and be agile and not have for the, the uh, to for start.
0: the arena. Yes. That's what I'm talking about. Later. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> what
1: else would I be talking I'm about? I'm sorry,
0: I didn't hear you. Um, probably, I think it would be like more darker.
1: Darker.
0: Because it would have to blend in. I don't
1: know. I, I think they ground. might stick out, and it's a, like dirt. it probably
0: looks very heavy, and very clunky.
1: I think it doesn't
0: look heavy. Like I would, I would run in those and
1: hunt in those. <laughs> okay. Cool. <laughs> well. We find out that um, under the picture is a little um, clip that says.
0: Okay, good. Okay. That
1: says um, that this is from, I think it said District 7, in um, the Silas made, or no, sorry, District 8, that the Silas made that for their tribute. So it's not Katniss's, but um, originally I, I thought it was before I read the clip underneath, but kind of just a side note that. Um, I don't know, just look like her boot. Um, a bigger news story is that Gary Ross is set to direct Catching Fire, and the script writer for Slumdog Millionaire, Sean Bufoy, is writing the script as well, that they're kind of um, collaborating. So don't you think it's a little odd that the movie hasn't come out yet, and he's already set to...
0: No, they're getting ahead of themselves. It's good they're planning ahead so they don't have to spend time who are we going to pick for the, writing the script? Who are we going to pick to do the music? So it's like, okay, we have our one set. Let's start. So
1: you think that it's it's a good sign, correct? Yeah. Because
0: it's like they're getting ahead of themselves, and it's easier. Because right now, they could start writing the script right now.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Then they could say, like, as soon as the Hard games comes out, after a few months, they can say, all right, get the cast, start filming. Yeah. So it's like they don't have to waste time.
1: I mean, there is going to be a year and a half between the two films. So they do have a lot of time. To
0: do this, but it's also kind of it's also kind of like realistic in a sense. Like between the end of The Hunger Games and Catching Fire is like what maybe a few maybe like eight nine months. Mm,
1: yeah. Probably. So it's
0: kind of realistic, like.
1: Yeah, you got a couple extra months thrown in. Yeah. Them, but yeah, I mean, I think we've talked about this a little bit before on the show that the timing is is okay between them. I kind of do wish it was just a year, not a year and a half, because. I feel like the fandom might, you know, it's going to spike, and then it's going to gradually kind of go down and kind of just be in a lull, and then it will go back up after catching
0: Maybe fire. that's what they want to do. Maybe they just want to, like, get people hyped up about the Hunger Games, let it settle down, let it, like...
1: And let everyone read the books. Let everyone... And then... Yeah. Oh, okay, that's a good idea. Yeah. It could be
0: that, too, or they can just have it be like, all right, let's see if everyone likes the first movie. They like the first movie, and the reviews are good. If it gets maybe four or five stars, it really gets five stars. If it gets four stars, then we'll start creating the second movie, the same movie did the first one. They have to wait for all the ratings to come in and how much money they make from it.
1: So do you think if for some reason, which God hope that it doesn't happen, the Hermes does not have good ratings, it's a bomb, that they're just going to cancel the work that they've done on Catching Fire or just go through with it?
0: They'll probably, I think they will hire different people maybe.
1: Really? Like, or or I think they might be just... What do you mean by hire different people? Like, like actors, They too? might
0: hire a different director.
1: Oh, okay. Or so maybe a different scriptwriter. Yeah. Okay. Or okay. so.
0: Or maybe they'll just change the. Maybe they'll just change the way they did it. Yeah. Because it's all how the director portrays it. But I don't think it's going to be a flop because Suzanne is there all the time.
1: She read, over it more if than. If you read, if you
0: read an interview with uh, Amandala, who plays Rue, they asked her when Suzanne Collins came on set. She said she was on set for about four days. That's so in idea. that four days, she could have been meeting with the producers, the director. Everything to get make sure that's going the way she wants it,
1: and we know that she has met obviously. She was there for the process of deciding
0: casting, yeah,
1: casting who, um, you know, Peter was gonna be. We know that, and, and so she's like,
0: she's getting good images, she has the mental image in her head of who she wants, and
1: exactly
0: it, it works because she's actually taking a part in writing the script and casting. Well, I don't think she can do much with the music because I don't think you can really. Music. I think we're
1: hoping for the best. I mean, yeah. the trailer looked great for the music, and hopefully that, um... Songs on
0: the soundtrack will match Which, satisfy.
1: the <clears throat> trailer was not, the composers of the trailer is not the composers for the score, the, the film.
0: Well, because didn't you say it was, um, who left? Who was the Jenny one? Danny Offman left. Danny Offman. Two Bone Burnett's Burnett still there.
1: there. But, I don't, because sometimes for the trailer, they don't have the, the real, the composer for the film doing the trailer. Oh really? And uh um, yeah, just a side note for the trailer for the score or not the score for um the music from the trailer is available on iTunes um to oh. buy for a dollar. Oh so I know you'd be interested in yeah, that. Yeah, I'm gonna so, do that. Yeah. But um our next news story, um, Woody Harrelson wants to play a lesser drunk than he and he has his own style version of Haymitch. So he's kind of saying that in the book, Haymitch is drunk, you know, we don't really know too much about his style, we kind of just assume it's bland, and, but in the movie, he's saying he doesn't want to just be that average drunk, he kind of wants to do a spin on it, um, not a more sober drunk, but kind of maybe more put together, mm-hmm. um, and that he kind of has his own flair, his own style. So, how do we think this is going to affect kind of the movie, and do we like the transition from book hey image to movie Haymitch?
0: We can't. Well, we can't really compare that because we haven't well, seen.
1: We've seen him. We've seen pictures of him. You right. Know, like yeah. A no.
0: Neither. <laughs> I don't like it. Sorry. Sorry, Woody. but
1: It no. just doesn't work. It's too. It's too. I mean, if
0: that's how he. That, but that also kind of shows like he let himself go with the hair getting really long, and yeah, we can't.
1: Seen. It's not dirty. It's not. We
0: well, either. we don't see him. And so we don't see what he looks. We've only seen him in the Capitol. Maybe he looks like that in the capitals right. to show the appearance. And remember, oh, we need to put. Oh, we need to talk about this email. We got an email a while back um, from a girl saying that her dad was working on the set, mm-hmm. and she was saying that the scene in the book where Hamish comes up and um, falls off the stage during the raping scene is cut from the movie. Yeah.
1: So I mean that that's another example of how. Um, Another example of how they're not going to have Hamish be as drunk as he is in the book. Yeah. So they're cutting things like that. That would be an easy scene to put in to show his character that he is a drunk. He is this. That would be uh, very effective. But maybe he
0: might be different on the train, too. We don't know. Because there's this whole, about two, three scenes when they're on the train. Yeah. So.
1: So, I mean, I think that. I'm not liking Hamit so far, m- movie Hamit. It just—it's not it's kind to of matter. funny.
0: You didn't like movie and now you don't talk about him anymore. I, yeah, I know,
1: right? But um, I think the actor's great, spot on there. But his image is, you know, not so great. I think the long hair would work if it wasn't so clean. Yeah. But we'll see what happens there. Okay. So the other half—not other half, probably the other third of the news is all pictures. We've gotten a lot, a lot of pictures, um, released. And one of them is we see Effie putting on makeup, and in the background we got our lovely Hamish and PETA, um, feasting on some capital food. Um, and we also have, along with that, Empire Magazine. Um, and it's the March issue, I believe? Yeah. Um, so we get to see this, and we also have, um, a piece of the, uh, picture with Effie, um, Donald Sutherland as President Snow, and that just looks like, um, uh, a, what do you call it, a shot from the trailer, so that's really nothing new, but, um, we get another glimpse at Effie here. Um, I don't know, not really working for me. Her hair her hair is better. I mean in the um in the trailer, her hair was very white. White blonde. Yeah. And I didn't like that. Here it's a, it's got more of a pink shade to it, mm-hmm. which does work. But
0: you can but you can uh, see like the odd outfits and the weird lipstick and
1: it is I, I guess it works. I'm just I'm not I think her outfit works and her makeup works. But the hair just isn't doing it for me. The I think the hair has to be more pink for it to be effy. But right. I mean, from the book standpoint, but as yeah. a movie standpoint, I think it's it's sufficient. I think it works and um it, it looks put together. Remember, you gotta
0: you gotta be aware of the audience, like what appeals to the audience.
1: Yeah, like
0: what appeals to the eye.
1: I think if it was you know like bright bright pink, it just wouldn't work. I think that I one kind of,
0: like that one like it'd be just annoying to see bright pink wig.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So instead, they substituted...
1: But it like doesn't in, look real. Like in, in the, the trailer, trailer, they substituted
0: head. her pink hair with the pink outfit.
1: That's true. Yes. So. Um,
0: um, um this one.
1: It also came with a picture of Katniss next to the barbed wire fence. And it says a quote from Gary Ross on it. Quote, these kids are literally forced to fight for their survival. So it's... I don't know. What do you think of Katniss's outfit here? Love it. Love it.
0: Yeah, because that's her father's hunting jacket. Nice.
1: It that's... looks a little too tailored for her, but those are her. Side. She's gonna look, you know, sexy. But
0: um, her father's boots.
1: Oh, okay. I didn't see that. So the boots we get a glimpse at.
0: They're like around almost knee high boots.
1: Oh my god, those are so perfect because they like they have this. The laces all the way up. Laces
0: mm-hmm. all the way up to her almost knees. Mhm. Looks you good. We the belt. Good job, Jess. Very nice, Jen. Good job.
1: And I like one thing here. We're not seeing a lot of cleavage. I'm uh. just I just have to point that out because a lot of people are saying that they hired Jen instead of, say, Haley Steinfeld because she's more attractive, she's older, more mature, whatever. That you know, obviously you're Hollywood. You do have to hire attractive actors and actresses. True. But they're not. They're not overplaying it. Here. No. They're not totally exposing her and trying to make her look the best. They are saying true to character, which is a very important component that we see again, yet again, because we keep seeing this, that they're really saying true to the books. So, most important.
0: A lot of the actors have said that the book, the movie, really follows closer to the book. Yeah, so, yeah. it's not going to be like part two of the Harry Potter film, where it did not follow the book at all. Right. <clears throat> so, what else we got? We got the new poster.
1: Right, two poster. Um, we oh, got okay. Katniss' close-up face and her shooting an arrow at the camera. So I think that's kind of an attention Oh, that's shot. the
0: final poster for the movie.
1: What do you mean final? Like, that's
0: it? hmm Really? Yeah, that's what all... Um, I guess
1: we have seen a lot of posters. That's what uh, Hunger Games All the character said. posters, we saw the one where um, all the, what do you call that? like the TVs... And Kat- Katniss is back, and
0: we see her braid. Yeah, We've seen that. Um, I do like the quote it has in the poster now, saying that the world will be watching. It's been on this poster and the other one where she's looking at where it has the screens on yeah, the side. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, yeah, I, I like this. I think it shows how intense the book is going to be without showing like graphically. Like her her look is intense, and you can tell yeah. that it's going to be an intense movie. Right. So, another picture we got released is a picture of Effie, Hamish, and Katniss sitting on a couch and intently watching something. And we see someone's legs next to Katniss. I'm assuming that's going to be PETA. Yeah. So, let me see if you're thinking the same thing I am. What are they watching?
0: The, um, shoot, what's it called? The scores. The scores.
1: I was thinking that or the replays from the reaping. No,
0: they did that on the train.
1: Oh, good point. Well, they could be on the train right now.
0: No, it's too it's like too big for the train. Too big. And yeah. I definitely I don't think it's
1: Maybe. Um so again, the characters look good. I think Katniss Katniss looks really um I don't know, put together. Like she doesn't look like she just came out of the woods. So obviously Cinna has already done his magic on her. Um, and Effie, I think, is think the one that looks the most alert. So I don't know if that's an indicator of what they're watching. I mean, we can assume that they're watching the training scores, but I feel like Katniss would look more scared.
0: You no, know, remember, she's very good about hiding her emotions on the outside. Yeah. So remember, like, we probably know that because she tells us everything. Right. In the chapters, but...
1: Well, she does both
0: things. Um... Outside, she could be completely composed and mellow. That's
1: true. And then Haymitch is just kind of just sitting there drinking.
0: Fun stuff. Good.
1: Yeah. So. And Effie's outfit is pretty eccentric, and it works for her. And, like, her hair's not pink in this. I almost want to say it has a blue tint, if any. But All right. The last picture is uh, right before Katniss and Peeta go on the chariot ride. So we get to see their outfits, which at first when I saw this, to be honest, I didn't know what this was. Why? I, I thought they were just Kira. like in the training center.
0: No, no.
1: I didn't realize that this was like their outfit.
0: No, that's their outfit.
1: And going back to the episode that we um, analyzed the trailer with Rebellion Radio, um, and we saw Katniss's hair, and it looked like really weird, like on a panel. Yeah,
0: that. that's the that's the hair. I was telling you that.
1: That's the hair. So it's it's interesting. It's kind of Princess Leia-ish. Alright, cool. You, do you know what I'm referencing?
0: Sure, I'm not stupid. <laughs>
1: okay. Um, so, I don't know, what do you think about the actual outfits, other than their...
0: That's how I fish it then.
1: Yeah? Yeah. They, it looks like dragon skin.
0: That's the point. You have to have something that's not going to burn through them. Yeah,
1: I know, I know, but like... And what about the shoulders? It's got stuff, like, coming off the shoulder. Is that just, like, their cape? That's...
0: That's the cape, probably.
1: Okay. And then we can see the horse kind of in the background with the um, actual chariot ride, like...
0: Yep, cart.
1: The cart. Um, so, and we do see Cinna, a um, little bit of his profile, holding a flame. And mm-hmm. so he's, I guess, because they look kind of like, what the hell is he telling us kind of thing. Yeah. he's, he's like holding a flame and they look really scared, so... <laughs> he's probably telling him, yeah, I'm going to light you on fire, go. So... Well, that it for the news. What that was
0: long news. Long. And that
1: lots long. of pictures. Lots of, yeah. So it's We're really
0: just getting going. us excited for the movie. Can't wait. So now we move on to our main segment, which is Through the Eyes of Katniss Everdeen. This is the main segment in analyzing the books by chapters. Last episode, we discussed chapters 19 and 20, so today we will continue with chapters 21 and 22. I believe based on our schedule, we will have the book done yes,
1: we will.
0: before the movie. So then, after the movie, we're gonna start catching fire, and that probably won't be as intense. We'll maybe do like one chapter, I think, yeah, an episode, one
1: time, so that we can do more fun segments.
0: So, take a break here with chapter twenty-one.
1: So, chapter twenty-one, we start out with Katniss camouflaging the opening of the cave with Pita inside, and leaving a small hole for her to crawl through, get it in and out. Um, and this is so that she can go to the cornucopia and get the meds for Pita so that she can save. That's her life. how it ended. That's how she
0: dragged up. Twenty
1: ended, yes. So, before she leaves to get Peta's meds at the Cornucopia, she catches a few fish, and at this point, Peta is knocked out, right? Yes. Yeah, Haymitch sent her um, the, the sugar berries this. that she called. it. <laughs> um, so Katniss says a quote: "He was right about camouflage being his final defense," and I thought this was kind of significant that she's pointing out. Peppy, sorry, happy, Sorry, happy, happy, happy day, happy, <laughs> happy day, um, yeah, so she's pointing out that, what, what's
0: she pointing out, Matt? I don't know, it's your chapter, not mine,
1: uh,
0: <laughs> well, just put it in, because you thought it sounded nice, yeah, right, okay, <laughs> well, that's the name of our episode, so, I, I think know. it'd be significant if you actually concluded it,
1: okay, um, let me think, you help me think, it's by a, by final defense, uh,
0: she means, the only thing he has left, He's basically, he's cut open with his leg, and he's bleeding to death. What else do you expect him to do? He can't just, like, climb a tree or anything. His final defense is to camouflage himself. That's the only way he can survive.
1: So Cadence anticipates Keto Clove, and Thresh will most likely be there. So I guess she's not counting on Foxface to be there because she assumes that Foxface does not want to.
0: Jackie's like, very witty and smart, so she wouldn't do such who's a. It's not
1: Foxface, not Jackie. There well, Jackie, Foxface. Jackie
0: is Foxface. Foxface is
1: Jackie. <laughs> um, but I think she's kind of pointing out that not including Foxface in this means that Foxface just, in her eyes, does not have the skill to combat, and she's not right. It's just not worth it for Foxface to risk whatever she needs in that bag for... Because
0: I think Foxface is pretty much making... She's, like, doing fine by herself. She's, like, surviving on her own and yeah. everything. So. I
1: mean, but she obviously she needs something. So... Yeah. We see that later. But, um... So, Katniss decides that a distant attack is her best way, so she's planning on kind of um, situating herself so her arrow can point at... Someone that comes running out, and she can take another one down. So, in order to not miss Dawn, because that's when she has the chance at getting petis meds in the backpack, she stays awake all night and feels lonelier than ever. She's reflecting back to her mom and prim and how school would be canceled for such a day, because it's such an important day in the Hunger Games that everyone's forced to kind of watch it and be into watching
0: it. Jenny misses her hunting buddy. Jenny, who's is Katniss. Jenny. Well, Jenny is Kat. No, Matt,
1: no. <laughs>
0: no. <laughs> Sorry, Katniss.
1: So Katniss wonders if the baker has kept his promise in keeping her sister full. Now she's talking about, obviously, Peter's father. Mr. Malark. Mr. Malark. In saying that he will...
0: Why do you think the Malarks are British?
1: I, I don't know. Doesn't Malark sound British? Like, it does, but... It's just... It does, but... Peter Malark.
0: 'Cause you think Pizza, you think Peter from yeah. Chronicles of Nardia and they're British.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: so Probably in the movie when she screams Peter's name, you're gonna do the British thing of when they scream Pita. Of course. course. Alright, go ahead.
1: So do you think having Katniss gone gives Mr. Millark a chance to wow Miss Everdeen, like kind of get her back even though he never had her?
0: What kinda of question is that?
1: Okay. Remember how first off he's
0: married. Second off, she's in a depressive state. She's a widow. He could wow her. She's mourning over her husband. He's going to be the rebound guy. No. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Don't pull this with me. No. No,
1: because, okay, remember, on an earlier episode, we talked about Mr. Malark having a thing for Mrs. Everdeen.
0: When, When, like, Josh and Katniss were younger, yes.
1: No, no, no. B- before anybody was
0: there. Yeah.
1: Yes. In like grade school, like he had a thing yes. for her. Yeah.
0: Okay, Tina so. And then has
1: a thing for her daughter. Remember we talked about this? Yes. So I think.
0: He Mr. got over Lark, it.
1: No, 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 no. <laughs> because why do you think Mr. Merlark would say I'll keep, I'll look out for the girl? Why?
0: Because he knows that his son. Because
1: he loves. The mom No, he knows that his
0: son is in love with Katniss.
1: Yeah, that's a piece of it, but... Why do you think Peeta loves Katniss? Because Malark always loves an Everdeen. It just works out that way. Yeah.
0: So you're saying that one of Peeta's siblings is going to fall in love with Prim?
1: Possibly. We never... I don't know. I think that's definitely a possibility. Fine. Okay. Dandy. I'll find Dandy over here. So she can imagine District 12 cheering for us. Meaning, PETA and Katniss winning. Gail will be watching, quote, willing for me to come home. And then she has a quote, Gail is not my boyfriend, but he would be if I opened that door.
0: I'm not giving (laughs) the boyfriend (laughs) impression. I read that. No, no. Your Katniss
1: impression. No, I
0: don't even remember how to do it. I'll teach
1: you. I'll remind you. All I don't have a boyfriend.
0: i can't do do that i'll have to listen to it again but probably sometime during the episode i'll just point it out
1: all right right. so good i think i mean the (laughs) cat is a little too full of herself here why because she's saying quote gail's not my boyfriend but he would be if i open that door Because Gail would just totally flock to her, like, if she let him.
0: She's, uh, well, she knows that.
1: Yeah, but she puts herself on a pedestal, like, oh, yeah, Gail wants me, but I'm just gonna be mysterious and not let him in. Like, maybe Gail has feelings for someone else. Like, maybe, I mean, it's like, I, I understand what she's saying, that if she tried to do that, it could work, but she's saying, oh, like, he could be my boyfriend, like, it would it, it would definitely work, is what the impression she's giving us. Hmm. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, she sh- Katniss strips off Peeta's jacket and puts it on herself, because he doesn't need it, he's in the cave, and um, it's really cold outside at this point. So she puts Rue Socks on, cutting the holes for her fingers, and gives Peeta a long, lingering kiss before she runs off into the dawn. <laughs> so we're seeing some Gale and how it would be if he was here and so just kind of thinking back on how home again that's kind of a recurring theme in this chapter yep. as well as the next one so she waits on the outskirts of the feast at the cornucopia and the ground before the cornucopia splits into two and a round table rises with the four backpacks on top of it so each backpack, as we know, has something in it that both, that the tributes all need. See. Or someone in the pair of the tributes need. See. So right. Foxface dashes out of the cornucopia and grabs the Tribute 5 backpack. District. District. <laughs>
0: District
1: 5 back. And she leaves the others <laughs> alone. So, and that's something you could do. You could grab all of them. and just. And Katniss
0: them. just goes into a complete tizzy. Tizzy.
1: Yes. She regrets not having some strategy, a further strategy than she has. And so she sprints to the table before she can think of anything else. And Clove is there and throws a knife at her. Luckily, she dodges the first one and sends an arrow back in return, piercing Clove's arm. So Katniss at this point manages to grab her backpack, but Clove hits her with a knife.
0: In the the eyebrow.
1: Yes. So, Clove is on top of her now, having a conversation with her, kind of, um... Taunting. Yeah, taunting. Perfect word.
0: Uh, you get
1: points. Yeah. You go to fish. So, yeah, she's kind of taunting her with a knife, and she opens her jackets to reveal, uh, you know, lots of... Other I like knives. how you're mocking this as you're talking. <laughs> I know, I'm like, I'm like, lots of knives. <laughs> um, and so Katniss tries to get away, but Clove's weight is pinning her down on the ground. That's not
0: possible. Yeah. Come on, Clove one, is a cat shrimp. Cat is a sixteen, Clove 12. is
1: fourteen. Right? Thirteen
0: or fourteen.
1: Yes. Yeah, so, Clove uh, is a
0: shrimp. That's
1: Yeah. So come on. Come so, on, Catus, where's your muscle? I know you're skinny, but still. you... you, you like seriously,
0: worse. um Isabel is not that like muscular. <laughs> you
1: you gotta stop throwing like, just <laughs> well, the danger.
0: I'm just being realistic here. Uh, if this is thing's gonna happen in the movie, I'm waiting to see how it plays out.
1: Yeah. So... Or it could it be just Katniss... I mean, she is disoriented because oh, she's she be... a knife in her eyebrow. No, no. Not no. in her eyebrow, but, it, like... The blood. Seriously, like... And she's probably really but weak. But Klo has a, uh, an arrow in her arm, so, I mean, it's all relative, like... They,
0: they're not just sitting there. She pulled the arrow out.
1: <laughs> no, I know, I know, I know. I'm saying <laughs> that it was there. And it pierced her. So... Katniss tries to get away, but, you know... Apparently, Clove is just too good for her. And so, her only thing to do is she bites Clove's hand, but no success there. And Clove starts to outline um, Katniss's lips, saying, oh, I'll I'll carve these up so that Loverboy can't kiss them anymore, blah, blah, blah. I love
0: that, actually. What? I think that's really good.
1: Like, like, those, like, the
0: torture scene is really Oh,
1: yeah. That's going to be, like, really intense, I think. Yeah. I think this whole scene... Is this whole movie
0: like, is intense, Kira. Yeah, I know.
1: But this scene book. in particular is probably going to be the second most intense in the book, I'm guessing.
0: First most intense probably being We're Dying.
1: Oh, I was going to say Kato getting mutilated.
0: Oh, that's pretty intense, too. I am
1: talking about, like, gore-wise
0: intense. Oh, like, gore-wise? Oh, yeah.
1: yeah. I think it's going to be, like, Kato, then this scene here of the whole... Um, yeah, Cornacopia. Cornacopia yeah. piece. Um, and then maybe the pyramid getting blown up, maybe? That's not core. Well,
0: there's no one around. So Why? do
1: you think Clove is putting on a show to delay killing Katniss because she doesn't have it in her to do it?
0: No. No? No, she's putting on a show. She's like giving the audience pleasure and like putting them on the edge of their seat. She kind
1: of wants more sponsors, like she wants to be likeable.
0: Yeah, fun. well she wants to have, like she wants to enjoy the moment of killing Katniss. I
1: don't know. I feel like if she wanted to kill her so bad. She taunt her a little bit and then do it instead of like this prolonged. Thing that's that's
0: like, all books and like all those types of scenes they prolong yeah, but, it to like make the make the person suffer more. Because like, it's, like, it, it's like because ha- it's like it's like Katniss is like it's to be in the arena. It's like you just want to die and get it over with. But it's like if you're trapped there and even you get she prolonged hasn't even,
1: like, death. Done any big cuts on her except for her eyebrow to like take her down. But like, I feel like she has to have it in her. She's fourteen. She does look fierce, but I feel like that's on the outside. And the inside, she does not have the she's power sweetheart. to do it. Yeah, she she's She loves like, Kato. Yeah, like, I feel like Cato. Obviously, we see that he's just brutal. But I feel like Clove just—we don't see her kill anybody in the game. We don't know
0: Clove's history. That's the problem too. Like, uh, we don't know the history of any of the tributes. They're there and then they're not. So it's like. Which
1: is why we should buy the tribute guide.
0: Is that ever getting on that? Or.
1: Yeah, I already ordered it. Oh. Don't worry about
0: all it. All right,
1: all right. I'd so, everything for you. <clears>
0: throat>
1: so throat> Katniss wants to stare her down until she dies. <laughs> so happy. And so she spits blood at her. And I mean, at this point, like, what is she supposed to do? Like, Katniss does not have good hand-to-hand combat.
0: Mm-mm. No, no, no.
1: So. <laughs> <right>. <laughs> and so some force grabs Clove off of her. And Katniss is really confused at this point. And figures it's Thresh because he's holding Clove and dangling her up in the air. Yeah. And he flings her to the ground and accuses Clove of killing Rue. Oh. So this is a reminder to the readers that the tributes are not as informed as the audience as to who is part of what alliance. So we have to keep that in mind of, like, they, you know, Thresh could have just killed Clove thinking that you killed Rue, like, right away. So it's like. There's so many levels of this, and kind of something I want to compare it to is the show Survivor. Yeah. That, that's, um, I would Mm -hmm. say it's like the Hunger Games mentally. You're not actually killing someone, but you have to make these alliances and backstab other people. Yeah. And I feel like that's kind of a modern Hunger Games that we can compare it to. Um, and that not everyone knows all the alliances and, you know, the best man wins. Yeah. Or women. But, um. Yeah. So Thresh brings the stone against Clove's head, and Katniss can see the dent in her head. Oh boy! I'm really excited to see this. Like,
0: that's gonna be it's, like. It's
1: gonna be weird to see like someone's head dented, like a piece, like caved in. Like, I want like in post production, like that must be really interesting to like
0: do. That's gonna be. Graphically, like, that yeah. Oh boy. That's why this movie's rated PG-13, kids.
1: <laughs> Parental <patterns>. guidance. <laughs>
0: Those got into the game.
1: So, Ah. Thresh then asks Katniss about Rue, and she explains their friendship and, you know, how Marvel from District 1 killed Rue, and how then Katniss killed Marvel. And so then Katniss says, uh, Katniss asks him to do it fast, meaning to kill her. So, this showcases her lack of. Of hand-hand combat skills, as I said, that. Well, no,
0: it's like, you know how Thresh is huge. I
1: know, but she's not so even... But like, it's like... Like, don't you think it shows her lack of hope on being able to save herself? Like, at this point, she's not even trying, like...
0: Well, it's like, she can't, you can't go against someone like Thresh. You at least
1: try. Like, you, you never know. To
0: win. Like, no, you just can't do it, though, because... She knows she's not going to get anywhere.
1: I don't know. I feel like... If the right things happened, she might If she was able to hit him somehow over the head, or knock him out. I don't know. Alright, Kira. So, Katna says, quote, or, sorry, sorry, fresh um, says, quote, this one time I let you go because of the little girl. End quote. So, that's so cute.
0: He's like a big brother to her.
1: Yeah, it's a, it's and I think group. we also see that District 11, you know, we've seen that it's more brutal than 12. Yeah. Um, through Roo. And I feel like it's kind of all intertwined and they're all kind of looking out for each other mm-hmm. if you're from the same district. Yeah. And and it also shows that these are real people. They're not all brutal killing machines like Kato. I mean, Kato obviously...
0: Well, Kato's been trained person, for this.
1: But, yeah. So I he's mean, like
0: bound to have no soul at all.
1: Well, it's debatable, but... I think it, it really does show that how hard it is on other people because we see how hard it is on Katniss and her family and PETA, but other districts are at the same loss and the same amount yeah. of pain. Yeah. That it's it's universal in this world that pain is just a part of everyday life, but they're right. all still struggling with it. Yeah. So so Cato calls out to Clove. So he's running. This is Matt's favorite scene here.
0: Well, one of my favorite scenes. Yeah. I got two.
1: Okay. Is one of them real, or did you write one of them?
0: I'm going to say a really mean word here right now, but I'm not going to. Um, no, and actually people like that, what I wrote.
1: No, I like what you wrote. I'm saying, is it real or not?
0: You're making fun of it.
1: Just teasing. So, Kato calls out to Clove, and as he runs to her, romantically, through the forest. Shut up! It's sad, okay? No, it's very sad. I don't don't want to be really depressing. Like, you keep telling me to be happy, and then you're like, be sad. Well, because you need
0: to feel the mood of the scene. You need to, like, engross yourself in it.
1: I'm tearing up right now. So, Kumash says to Katniss, You better run now, fire girl. So, get yourself a nickname.
0: I'm laughing at the way you said it, not the quote exactly. Oh, okay. You better run now, fire girl.
1: <laughs> you better run now, fire girl. <laughs> um, so, I mean, again, he's looking out for her, and, you know, he feels like he owes her one for taking care of Rue. See. See. So, as Katniss is running away, she hears the cannon and assumes it's closed death. And so, Thresh has Kato's backpack. He took both of them. So... She figures Kato would be following Thresh and not her. That makes sense. Like Yeah. Now, obviously there's two pieces to this. Why? Well, I guess three. Three pieces to why Kato would follow Thresh. Number one, he's probably the, the biggest threat in the arena, mm. um, size-wise, physically, than Kato. They're kind of the two competitors up there. Number two, he took the backpack, so Kato probably needs that. Maybe Clove needed it, but maybe Kato needed it. Number three, Thresh killed Kato's lover, possibly. So, obviously, you think that that's true. That it
0: is. It is. It is.
1: <sighs> so, obviously. Do so we yeah. need to go
0: back in the book and find evidence? No. Good.
1: We'll just trust you on this one. Good. So, do we think that all those three pieces are true? That he's hunting him down for all those reasons?
0: Hunting Thresh down? Yeah. Yes. It's pretty obvious. To be
1: so now in Cato's eyes, do you think
0: that Cato sees Thresh as a bigger threat rather than Katniss? Mm-hmm. Because really? like well let's be honest, Cato is I mean Cato's not stupid.
1: No. He
0: knows that like he knows that Katniss. You a British accent there. Oh, David. Um He knows that if he could take down Thresh, he's more like then she has much of, like a better ability to take down Katniss. Because he also wants to give like the audience the pleasure. Everyone loves Katniss right now. Right. So they want to see like he, he they want to see her go to the end, and then have her suffer at the end, mm-hmm. which is kind of ironic because Kato suffers at the end. But it's it's like that's how he's thinking about it. He has a very evil, manipulative mind like that. So.
1: So once Katniss gets back to her cave, she puts socks. She uses the socks that were on her hands that were ruse, and puts it on her head to hold back the bleeding, and we see that this is a serious wound and that it's really going to affect her in the game and possibly her life. Oh, wow. (sighs) So, she uses the meds in the backpack and shoots it into Pia. Not an arrow like the medication stuff.
0: Are
1: you... I just can't talk today, it's okay. Yeah, it's alright. So, the last thing she remembers before she blacks out is a green green and silver moth. So...
0: Don't know what that means, don't ask me.
1: <laughs> yeah, but it's got to represent something. Freedom? Like, what, you think? Like
0: Light, because moths are attracted to light.
1: Oh, very good. You just pulled that out of, like, nowhere. Yeah. Like, don't ask me, it's this. Move on.
0: <laughs> Maybe light.
1: That's really good, yeah, like, like light is hope, so she's closer be end of, mm, to hope. Mm-hmm. But she blacks out
0: right now. Or, or it could just be, like, moth symbolizing wings, bird, grew.
1: Mm. Yeah. So,
0: um, I, I
1: like your light. That's, that's good. Oh, thanks. I like that a lot. I
0: just pulled that out of my hand. <laughs> Matthew! <laughs> Chapter 22. Um, so, first we start out with Katniss waking. Um, like she feels like she's at home. She says, My mother's hand strokes her cheek, and I'll push it away as a word of wakefulness, never wanting her to know how much I crave that gentle touch. So, again, we see two things here. One, she misses her mother, even though she resented her and segregated her from her life. She still misses that motherly aspect. And two, it shows her longing to be home and to be in the comfort arms of someone that she knows and that she's protected around. And so a lot of Phyllis stuff happens here. Um, They try to eat. They talk about a lot of different things. Katniss brings up the bread again. She asks to PETA, like, why are you helping me? I should be the one helping you. She says, it's the first gift that's always the hardest to pay back. I like that quote a lot. And um, and then she tries to figure that, to work, it up again, to work the camera with the audience, because now they're focusing on them. Because, again, the two lovers are still in the game together. She says, I want to go home, PETA. So this relates to um, the song for today. Um, and it's, she... Question, a lot of this chapter is a lot of questioning and what happens. Um, now this quote here really intru- intrigued me. She says that Gail questions everything. So it's like do you think that's a similarity between Gail and Katniss? How they question everything? Or is that how Gail like, taught her to think?
1: I think it's a combination that Katniss is, I think a curious person. So she kind of wants to figure things out and know how things work. Um... But at the same time, grow, not growing up with Gale, but, like, developing as a hunter with him and as a friend, some of that rubbed off on her, and including having, um, kind of, questioning the capital and his rants in the woods. Like, obviously we see, um, without giving anything away, and late, later in the series, that she starts to do this as well. So we do see that Gale has had an effect on her, and I think, m- for the most part, it's been positive. And it's helped her
0: out in the arena and in her life. Yeah. Good answer. Um, and then, I, I just, like, a lot of this chapter is just them conversing and analyzing of things. Peter says, the problem is we're both still alive, which only reinforces the idea in your mind that you did the right thing. She goes, well, I did do the right thing. And Peter gets really upset, saying that I don't want you to die for me. You don't. I, you don't have to die for me. I don't want you to. So it's like... Peter's broken the audience because it's like he knows that Katniss is going to be the one to survive. It's kind of like it's kind of like the reason why. At this point, Ru, they
1: can both
0: survive. It's kind of like the reason why Rue died, saying that um, she knows that Katniss is going to be the one. Remember how we talked about if it was between Katniss and Rue, Rue would, Ka- Ru would die for Katniss. It's because everyone knows that Katniss is the one that's going to, um, like, in some way, shape, or form. Spoiler: overthrow the Capitol. Um, because she's in, she, Peta may be good with words, but she's strong-willed and she's a natural leader.
1: Definitely. So. But wait, don't you think that, I think Katniss is a natural leader when put in the right position and with the right guidance, but Peta's more,
0: um. Peta's better with. I
1: he's the natural leader. I think, no, I think
0: Peta's more of the improvisation. Like, Peta's more of the face. Well, Katniss is technically the face, but she's also, Behind the scenes. She's
1: the mouth and she's the action? Yeah. Okay, I see what you're saying like, that, but I yeah. don't agree with you saying that Katniss is the natural leader.
0: Well, come at me, Kira. No, Let's I'm just. battle it like out.
1: We can't agree on everything. <laughs> it's so boring. If we're like, yes, I agree with you. Moving on. It's just, like, <laughs> we gotta have some, like...
0: Dual. Diversity. Yeah. Yeah, get on. i Take you down. <laughs> Let's do it right now on the podcast. Oh, that'll be our dark duel. Who'd win in the arena? Me or Kira?
1: Ooh,
0: I'll uh, do it. we'll post it. We, we should
1: have other people argue for us.
0: I want to see who would be on my side, who'd be in yours. Mm. Oh, All my District One people against your District Seven. You and your lumber.
1: <laughs>
0: Pretty, I don't know, nine or seven, and whatever. Well,
1: you're
0: with Hurley, so. I think so, yeah. With the lumber, with Hurley. Okay. Oh, <laughs> All right. Um. Then, uh, she. The idea of losing Peter hit me again and I realized how much I don't want him to die. so again, we have the love triangle going on. do I love Peter do I hate Peter is this all, no, is no she's like is this all an act or like do I actually love Gail? all that kind of questions and um okay, you guys all know the scene if you watched Mainstay Pro they did this like screen test chemistry screen test and um two of my favorite quotes are in here. One is Katniss saying, when did Forever start? And she's talking about when Peter said in the interview that he's been in love with Katniss since forever. And um, it's like, Peter tells her the story of when they were younger and the first day she saw him at school and she sang in front of everyone on the stool and how she, he remembers it so perfectly. And um, I get all giddy when I hear this quote. Um, uh, he says, I remember everything about you. You're the one who hasn't been paying attention.
1: Oh, you know why I think of PETA as time? Because the actor. Is yes,
0: uh, that's she what I was thinking. Throw. He goes, the boy the actor says, he goes, I remember everything about you. It's you who wasn't paying attention.
1: Perfect. I know.
0: And so, another quote that she says, he goes, you don't have much competition anywhere. And I guess, and I just, ah, oh, love it. And that's when they yeah, get. all
1: fake.
0: You don't know that. You don't know that. It's
1: all acting. Kat is like, so I should say this now, and then she says it. Yeah, because she says, like, because really
0: she, she has Hamish in her mind say yes, say it, say it, say it. That part. <laughs> <laughs> say it loud. And then, um, at the end, Hamish, she said, like, in her mind, she pages Hamish saying, yes, that's what I'm looking for, sweetheart. Yeah. So that my chapter my is relatively short, or I just completely breezed her it. No,
1: it's good
0: favorite quote ever. If you, yeah, so, that's usually my Facebook status. Um, alright, that's Through the Eyes of Katniss Everdeen. Sorry, it's a little long today. Um, next we're gonna move on to Under the Microscope.
1: And that's a new segment. Oh. Who, did I come up with this? I don't
0: know, keep going. just, go for it. (laughs) You
1: you just, alright. I come up with
0: the names, you just do everything else. So, Matt helped me out
1: with the name, because I can't name things. I just go for alliteration, and failing, and, you know. Talk. So, this segment is where we review products related to the Hunger Games that either Lionsgate come out with or fans came out with, and we kind of talk about them, say whether, you know, you guys should buy them or not, whether they're worth it, and, yeah. So, the first thing we want to review, which we don't recommend, is the Training Days board game. Now, I had gotten this for Christmas, and just before recording, Matt and I played it. And it was I, really
0: confusing. I mean, probably like any board game, it's really confusing to get the hang of it. But, like, I don't know, there's too many cards, and I honestly don't see the point of it. It's just like, I, I really, it was... It's
1: not like a board game. It's more like uh, a card game. It's like, it's, yeah,
0: it's like a card game, where you have the different cards, and you have to put down... I can't even explain it. Yeah, That's the problem, confusing. too. I can't even explain it.
1: Like, I know... I know I'm going to play it a couple more times and see if I get the hang of it, and then I'll mention it again on the show, but...
0: And I think that, um, like...
1: And it was $30. It was, no, but I, I
0: so. it's not worth $30. I mean, the instructions were really confusing. There's a lot of pieces. And it's just like... I don't know. We're supposed to be supporting all the hiring game stuff, but...
1: Well, no, because we're, we're we should analyzing be. and letting the audience know so what's what's good about the fan, what's bad. You know, we're taking it from all different angles,
0: so... Right, so... I mean, from our perspective, I we wouldn't I don't recommend you get it. If you are desperate and you're a natural collector of all obsessive book, movie, hunger games That's related kind of, items. I like
1: to get everything and analyze it and let you guys know how it is and also to kind of put it with my collection. So
0: Yeah. So I if you want it go crazy but if
1: overall what grade would you give it? Out of what? Like a regular grading scale, A through F. D. D? Yeah. I'd probably give it a
0: C. You're too modest.
1: Well, I don't know. I mean, we've only played it once. I
0: mean, uh, yeah, probably on first impression-wise, yeah. I'd give it a D. Maybe yeah. if you did more practice with it, possibly.
1: Yeah. So. so. Well, that's the verdict for that.
0: That's the verdict.
1: Um, Other thing that I highly recommend. Highly. So highly.
0: Five-star. Do it.
1: Yeah. Like, A+++. Um, is the Movie Magic Magazine, Hunger Games Edition.
0: Hunger Games Edition, if you didn't hear that, because she moved her head.
1: Yes. So, basically, what it is, is there's, it's mainly focused on the Hunger Games, but it has other um, movies in here. And it has, it includes all of the character posters, um, regular size paper, so that you can, you know, post it on your wall. Put it
0: on the wall, like Kira did, and she wakes up to them every morning. Whatever.
1: (laughs) <laughs> and so it also so it includes all the character posters and the Mockingjay symbol on fire. Yeah. Um, It also includes some pictures of the cast. That uh, is their characters. Liam with but,
0: the shirt off, but that's okay. Oh
1: God. On <laughs> there. Um. Yeah. What else does it include? Uh, it includes a little backstory on each, like an article on each of the trio and kind of how they became an actor. So that's really cool to read. Um, definitely a lot of things that surprised me. Not about Josh, because I've been a fan of his since seven. She knows everything about Josh. But, um, yeah, a lot of things about Jen was, you know, interesting. And um, Liam, you know, that's Liam. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, we also have an article. I think um, out of the articles, my favorite was the article on Suzanne Collins, and I learned a lot in that article on how she came up with certain aspects of the Homer games, and I did want to point out one thing.
0: If you can find it, you should have sticky-noted it.
1: I know. I wasn't expecting to, like, read it on the show but lot. Um, basically, it talked about Suzanne Collins, um, her inspiration for Katniss's father. And it came pretty much directly from her own father. Um, that when he was growing up, they didn't have a lot of money, and so he would actually go out into the forest and get some, like, wild mushrooms, and he knew exactly what you would eat. And so I thought that was really interesting, because I'd love to know what inspired the writers. Um,
0: it seems like a lot of writers have always grown up from a tragedy. If you take J.K. Rowling, for example, she grew up not having absolutely nothing. And when she was in college, she was she thought she was a complete failure, and look at her now. So it's complete. Kind of like, that's what makes a good story, where the actor co- incorporates their own life and their own emotions into the characters, because you can see that a part of Katniss could probably be a part of Suzanne.
1: Definitely. Completely. So
0: can you stop finding the article, please? You're yes. not going to find it.
1: So, and um, it also talks a little bit about her um, other kind of professional experiences, um, including writing some TV scripts. So we do know, again, we have mentioned on the show, that she has experience in writing TV scripts. Um, all of them were like children's shows, but it still shows that the basic um, <coughs> basic fundamental you know, skills are there. Um, and also, her other series, The Underland Chronicles, uh, which is a five-book series that came before The Hunger Games, and kind of some inspirations for that, there and um also we talked about the um inspiration of mythology mythology yeah and um, <sighs> so a lot of a lot of interesting things i don't want to go on too long about it so that you guys will get it but definitely recommend it and it also has a little blur about um the major characters or sorry the, yeah the major characters no just the like
0: most of the actors
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> completely worth it i believe Yeah, it was only $10, so it it is a little expensive for a magazine, but with all of the stuff that's in it,
0: it's completely worth it, yeah.
1: Definitely get that. All right,
0: that That was um, Under the Microscope, and uh, don't care. So yeah,
1: well, send us um, some products that you got related to The Hunger Games, and uh, maybe we'll discuss them on the show, so.
0: So, we move on to um, one of our final segments today. This is uh, called Capital Opera, which was originally called Matt's Moddy's Music but we like to cap for better. So, um, every podcast episode, I'll play a song that connects to the novel by a well-known artist, group, or fan-made music. This week, I have selected After the Storm by Mumford & Sons. If you guys know them, they are a great band, and a lot of their music connects to The Hunger Games. I just picked, um, decided on this song, because if you listen to the lyrics, which I will post the song on the website, it has lyrics on it. A lot of them do relate to... Um, Peter and Katniss, and
1: especially the chapter we discuss, um, right. about
0: home, is right, kind of and home. And, um, one of the lines in the song is flower in your hair, rue yeah. in the meadow. So, um, remember, you guys extend your own songs, I have a don't have a problem with that, or, or you can recommend some to me, and, um, you can do that through our Twitter account, which is at Nightlock Pod, or email us at at gmail.com and after listening to it, I may feature the song on the show. Yep. So we're going to take a listen to this now. And um, pay
1: attention to the cool lyrics, as we always
0: say. Yeah, and we'll probably just do what thirty seconds of it, maybe yeah, just minute. a minute. All right. So uh, here we go. And after the storm. The rains come and I look
1: up I
0: look up On my knees and out of luck I look up Night has always pushed up day You must know life to see decay But I won't rock I won't rot, not this mind and not this heart, I won't rot. And I took you by the hand, and we stood tall, and remembered our own land, what we live for. time you'll see with no more tears and love will not break your heart but dismiss your fears get over your hill and see what you find there with grace in your heart and was in your hair, okay so i love that song a lot i think like the slow kind of single singer and guitar really captures the mood of time in the games. Like, we were discussing the after the storm could probably mean after the tragedy, after the games, after all the death and the gore. And it's saying that, like, um, I pictured Peter more likely singing this, or, like, something around that scene. Um, it could be, like, the scene where they're in the cave together, and they're talking about how Peter first... Realize he was in love with her. Like that kind of stuff.
1: But isn't I feel like this song is more depressing and Peter talking about how he's been in love with Katniss is more uplifting. So well it could like be like kind of contradiction. It also
0: does. means that she wants to go home. And this song could be that Peter will bring quite reach that. Peter will bring her home.
1: Oh, okay. I see. So Well, isn't Katniss bringing Peter home? <sighs> she wears the pants in this relationship.
0: But He's, he has to be, like, the strong-willed kind of guy. Like, he, yeah. you can't, because Katniss is, let's be honest, she's an emotional wreck. So it's like Katniss has to be the one that's supportive. No, right. Peta has to be. Peta has to be the one that's supportive.
1: Right, okay. So,
0: like, it's a decent song with that, um, not decent, it's fantastic. But um, that was one of the songs I was going to do. Probably next time I'll do another Mumford & Sons one. Yeah. Because they're all really good. Um, that was from the album Sigh No More. Okay. I got that one for uh, my birthday. Love it. Very So, I will post it under Capital Opera at the website, which is nightlockpodcast.com. Right. And, um, remember, guys, just send in your stuff.
1: No yeah. problems.
0: So, um, now we move on to...
1: Just wrapping up the wrap show up, here. yeah. So, check back iTunes February we 12th for episode 15. Um, we're back on our regular schedule. It was just this week that we had to kind of switch, because... I was sick in the middle of exams and all that good stuff. Yeah. So it sounded even worse then, if you believe it. Um, <laughs> so if you go to squarespace.com slash nightlock, there's a two-week trial for your own website, just as a reminder. And you can use the code NIGHTLOCK2 when checking out after your trial ends. And if you have any questions about Squarespace or related to the Hunger Games, just shoot us an email at nightlockpodcast.gmail.com. And you can also do like this through our site, through our contact forum. Um, and that's just thing like podcast.com. So, um, and I also just wanted to mention for any other podcasters out there, beginners or experts, um, if you're looking for some guidance, um, you can go to podcastanswerman.com and, uh, they have a lot of cool stuff there and, um, that's, I kind of learned a lot from their podcast and just, if anyone is, feels inspired and wants to start their own, um, Compete against us. Like, yeah.
0: Got some competition. No problem.
1: <laughs> so, uh, you guys can like us on Facebook. If that's Facebook dot com slash nightlock
0: podcast. <laughs> Facebook, that's Facebook.com. I thought you were going to say that.
1: No. Follow us on Twitter. That's twitter.com slash nightlock pod. <laughs> and subscribe us on iTunes, you know where that is. And you can find all those links on our website, nightlockpodcast.com Um so yeah, everything basically I just said is all on our website. If you just remember nightlockpodcast.com Pretty simple, straightforward. Um so the one thing you can do for us is review us on iTunes. That would be very wonderful. Yeah. And every time I see a new review, I'm uplifted by your support.
0: <laughs>
1: Alright. Was that as as I thought it was? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I really do. I love our listeners. I
0: am uplifted by your support.
1: Yes. yes. So, vote for so, <laughs> so, as we started um, a couple episodes ago, we uh, end every show with a host recommendation for another book that we feel you guys would like. Um, that somehow relates to the Hunger Games, and that's why. Or do it doesn't
0: relate to Hunger Games at all. You just want to talk about it.
1: Uh, well, these do. So we're gonna stick with that theme. All right, cool. Um, yeah. So I'm Kira, and I recommend the book Unwind by Neil Shusterman. And basically, the book is a post-apocalyptic.
0: Post-apocalyptic. <laughs> yeah, you screwed up. Apocalyptic. Okay. I don't know.
1: Um. Yeah. So it's set in the future, and it's really interesting, and it definitely has
0: really interesting,
1: <laughs> <laughs> really interesting, really, brilliant. Right. brilliant, brilliant, Ron. brilliant, it's brilliant, 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 it's, brilliant. <laughs> brilliant, <Mom>. brilliant. Brilliant. <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> um, yeah, but it is about basically these kids can be unwound, and that means that they are taken. Really, around. I
0: couldn't guess that by the title.
1: No, yeah, do <laughs> so you know what they unwound means? No. Really, because I've told you this before. But oh, don't
0: listen. I don't listen to you.
1: Nope. So, basically, being unwound means that your body is taken apart.
0: Ah. Oh. And
1: you like this, because you're into medical stuff, right? So, <clears throat> basically, like, they take, like, all the parts of your body apart, and they give to someone that needs it, like a transplant. But yours, it's like the book debates if this means that you're still alive or not. And so it kind of touches, well, not touches, it's based you know, it focuses around rights of abortion, and so it is oh. kind of um, more advanced, not for our younger listeners, really, but um, definitely for, you know, kids our age or older. Yeah. Um, I would definitely uh, check that out. Yeah. So that's Unwind by Neil Schusterman.
0: Well, I'm Matt, and I recommend... <laughs> but
1: you're not British. You're American. I'll let
0: me do this. Oh, <laughs> I recommend Lord of the Flies by William Goding. And um this book
1: You <laughs> me want to smack
0: you. <laughs> <laughs> I have a good British accent, don't I? Yeah. And we will
1: do a whole episode of
0: British accent. I plan on it. Happens. This is this is the preview. Um this takes place with about what, um seven, twelve boys? No. <laughs> what are
1: you saying? I'm
0: asking you. How many seven? boy how many boys are there on the island?
1: Oh I don't know. I mean it starts out with like
0: twenty. Alright. Well, there's a decent amount of boys that um, survive a plane crash and are stranded on an island. And um, it's, they're basically fight for survival. the savagery and how who rises as the leader and who, like, the protagonist and the antagonist, and um, who dies. And it's just a matter of getting rescued, trying to get rescued. And um, eventually it drives them into a state of insanity. And, um,
1: and it's out there, so you don't give any
0: away. So I think it's a really good book. Um, the language is... Bit advanced. There were a few times where I got stomped on reading it. But um, I really think the message of the book and the plot line is fantastic. So that's the world of the flies.
1: Alright, well, thank you for tuning in to the Podcast. And we will see you February.
0: 15th. 15th. 15th? You can't remember that.
1: I can't remember anything. <laughs> so we'll see you February 15th. And while well, you won't see us. You're, you're here
0: you are hear us, you are hear Well, might British, you never know. Oh,
1: maybe. Put a twist on it. Right. Alright, well, we'll see you then. Bye. Bye. <laughs> what does it
0: mean? The audience already thinks you're an idiot, so it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I knew
1: I shouldn't have had that year
0: so looks <laughs> Matt, the most weird, strange thing is it comes out of your mouth. <laughs> Being his final defense, so think about it. Come on, it's like no, basic. No, <laughs> no, I'm not yeah. going rhetorical on you. Think about it. Finally.
1: Like, well, defense. obviously it's like so he doesn't die, but yeah, his speaking skills are preventing him from dying. It's basically, what she's camouflaging
0: not. Camouflaging skills. Yeah, I
1: know camouflaging skills. But... Yeah,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so
1: I'm gonna restart. No? Keep it, oh, yeah, keep, yeah, it. No, keep, no, it. keep it, keep it, keep
0: okay. it. Okay. That's what makes this show funny.
1: I'll put in the bloopers.
0: Or no, look, no. <laughs> You're to me. no, 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 no. I can't
1: think correctly. I'm keep talking, just for a keep. Walk. No, keep
0: talking. <laughs> do you want me to do this by myself? Yeah. <laughs> you can talk to yourself. So what? So what do you think? Well,
1: I think that. No, think. I'll
0: help. Pretend to have Josh here.
1: Yeah, yeah. Josh can come back. Josh, can can you come sit down here? Thank
0: you. <laughs> All right. So keep going.
1: So his final defense is him, his final... What is saying? Well, I'm so not in, like, a right state of mind. Clearly. Of his death. Of protecting himself. Well, what <laughs> does she mean by final? Is he gonna die?
0: <laughs> no, it's the only thing he has left.
1: Okay. okay. Sure. Okay, so, it's by like, final defense, uh, she means...
0: the only thing he has left. He's basically, he's cut open with his leg, and he's bleeding to death. What else do you expect him to do? He can't just, like, climb a tree or anything. His final defense is to camouflage himself. That's the only way he can survive. Thank you. Are you serious? Yes. <laughs> right. You're just like...
1: <laughs>
0: we shouldn't have recorded today. This is a bad idea.
1: <laughs> okay. So... Can (laughs) I (laughs) just anticipate uh right. Very good here. that took forever.